Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Patty. Hey, guys. And today is going to be part two of a two-part episode where we talk about, in detail, our recent experience at Rhythmia Life Advancement in Costa Rica. Now, the reason we're doing this is because we didn't plan on doing this, and what this, this two-part episode has nothing to do with an agreement with Rhythmia. This is not directly to promote them. This is literally, we did this out of a, a pure inspiration because we went through such a deep, profound, life-changing transformation while there. And as I said in the first episode, I really believe regardless if you have any sort of resonance with ayahuasca or plant medicine or anything like that or not, you will relate to this because this is just... This is about the spiritual journey. This is about waking up. This is about just uh, just what's possible yeah, with healing with... through this process. You know, yeah. it's like it's you know, I, drinking ayahuasca is just one way of going about healing. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just one of the ways that me personally I prefer. But um, there's many different ways to go about it. So it's really just about the healing process during the journey. Yeah, yeah, and a lot, a lot of a part of what made this so powerful what was not only the plant medicine it was just the the retreat atmosphere Mm -hmm. being in a with a group of people who have come together for a a very bold purpose to to heal and transform and find themselves when you get you know a people who do that in a a, on a collective scale like that it, it creates such a potency of an experience so yeah it was just amazing man <laughs> yeah we're gonna get into it though so babe i figured we would start off with your night four because that was sort of when a lot of the things clicked for you right yeah well also um not just in night four but also um with breath work after you know? yeah, yeah. Well, just tell them tell them what happened so um the way that I I can't remember um, if we had talked about like the intentions. I think we did. The way that they do the intentions. Well, we we left off, and you were you discussed your your night three, um, and how that was sort of like initiating the process of merging with your soul. But you weren't really quite ready to do so. You didn't feel you didn't feel completed. Right. Yeah. During okay, the last okay. episode. Yeah. So um, so uh, in my night three. I had left that ceremony with um, um, lots of awareness, but it was uh, incomplete and I needed to do some processing. So um, in order to um, uh, reach my my um, third intention. And real, real quick, if you don't mind, I want to interject here yeah, and talk about this because this is something that happens to everybody on the spiritual journey quite often. And the, the way it feels, it does like when, when this happens, when you have a dawning of awareness of, of, you know, aspects of yourself that need to be healed, it's an uncomfortable realization. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. discovering, oh, wow, there's ants under this rug and there's this whole ant colony we have to now deal with. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know if a, I would describe it as ant colony, but well, I mean, it's in like a discovering way, yes. something that's like, oh boy, now, now I, have I have to deal to, with this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that in itself is like the first step of incredible progress, and uh, I think uh, think hearing your story will be a good metaphor. Again, ayahuasca fan or not, for people on the spiritual journey, because they'll find they'll get to kind of hear how it 
eventually resolved and how you wouldn't have been able to have the experience you're about to share with them in such a profound way without that initial dawning of awareness. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking of what I was going to say and then I forgot because I was listening to what you were saying um, of where I was going to start. But um, a lot of times like what happens, whether you're um, drinking plant medicine or you're just going through your process, you have like your um, epiphanies or your awarenesses of um, whatever situation that needs to be processed. So on Thursday, that's how I left um, ceremony was um, I was very much processing when we were shooting the podcast. Um, you didn't really feel good. No, which that, is one day. of the reasons why I didn't really talk a whole lot on that podcast. Um, I was really in a process. Um, so on night four, I had gone into ceremony really cracked open, just really raw and feeling um, very apprehensive about diving into what the medicine showed me the night before. Um, so I was a little bit um, nervous going into ceremony just because I knew I had big work that needed to happen um, in order for me to be able to complete my my full intentions for the for the retreat, which was uh, the final thing was merging with my soul. Um, or merging back with my soul, I guess I should say, because yeah, anyway, so, um, uh, basically the first part of ceremony was me just really, um, talking with the medicine and just asking the medicine, like, you know, what you showed me yesterday, I wasn't quite ready to see if I need to really see it in order to merge with my soul, then, you know, bring it on kind of thing. Um, but she really just talked to me and just kind of said, you know, uh, now might not be the time for that, but we can still go into the merging of the soul if, if that's what you feel like you need. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, let's, <laughs> like, that's what I came here for. That's what I want to do. So, um, but when I was um, in ceremony and I was doing the whole merging with my soul thing, it sort of felt like I was forcing it a little bit. Like maybe the medicine was like, mm, um, not quite, uh, she wasn't really helping me with that. I felt like I was doing that myself. Um, so anyway, um, in a sense, I sort of merged with my soul, but it felt like it was me just doing it and not quite the medicine doing it. So after ceremony, I... Um, Wait, real quick, why don't, you, why don't you tell them what happened? I thought it was pretty cool. Well, with, with I, little Patty in the closet? Okay, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I was little, I used to um, hide in my closet uh, when I would feel afraid or I would just sometimes go in there and just play or sit because it just felt like a safe place. So, and I had lived in, um, of a few houses growing up, but the one that I went into was the house that I was like born in and like stayed in when I was really young. So what I did when I was, um, merging with my soul, 
was I found myself back at my house. I didn't go there like consciously. I just ended up there during my uh, journey. And um, I kind of like found myself in the upstairs in my bedroom. And I walked in my closet and I went in in the closet and I saw my two-year-old self. And I sat down next to her and I said, uh, hi. Um, and she looked at me and she said, I'm afraid. And I said, well, why are you afraid? And um, she didn't say anything. She just kind of like sat there. And I, I was like, you don't need to be afraid anymore um, because I'm here now and I'm going to protect you and I love you. And, and I said some other things that right now in, in this, this moment I can't really remember. Um, but basically I ended up grabbing my hand and, um, bringing myself out of the closet. Um, and like she sort of came with me. Um, and that was what I did during ceremony. During breath work, I had some, something similar, but at, in breath work, I picked myself up and I held myself. And that was like when I felt like I really knew that I was merging with my soul um, because I was holding myself and just saying, I love you so much. And I um, I'm promise I'm going to take care of you and keep you safe forever. So, yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's, it's hard because it's been a few days now. So now like going back and trying to remember that, I guess I should have wrote it down. I'm not, that's why I wrote notes. I'll be, I'll know. be prepared. No, yeah. that was fine. You said the, well, no, I mean, it's really, really good when you, um, when you have, um, journeys with either plant medicine, breath work, meditation, whatever is when you're done to write things down. And I'm really, that's like a big challenge for me. I don't always do that. And I, sh it's like my awareness right now. I'm because I, I feel like I should do that more so that way when I'm sharing it's more uh pure in my mind yeah, or, not, or not pure but I think little Patty would prefer would uh appreciate that yeah but in breath work I was just sobbing and it was really really um really beautiful because um after my uh merging back with my soul I felt different even like Lior said, like, you have a different energy about you now. You know, you sort of feel more complete. Yes. You know, and it's uh, it's a really, really beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I had like, I'm going to sort of jump around time a little bit. Um, I had sort of a similar, I had like the, what I thought was the merging of the soul on night two, as I shared in the mm -hmm. last podcast episode. But it, there was there's an element of it that a lot of people talk about, like the sort of the little story that Patty told you about finding her little little uh, the younger version of herself that became afraid or sort of is sort of being held back by something. That's an experience a surprising amount of people have at at, at Rhythmy in particular because they they really hammer down that particular intention of merging with your soul. Yeah. But that's like the owner, Jerry, he had the exact same thing happen to him. And anyway, so I was like, I became open to that. So on night four and also during in breath, the breath, the last breath work we mm -hmm. did, um, I had that sort of experience also just throughout the day where I started to become aware of some of the things that I experienced that I wasn't really 
giving credit to like painful experiences. For example, like my firework incident, mm. I was hit by a firecracker and there were so many different um, experiences tied to that one event that were extremely painful. Like for example, I remember uh, I had this memory just the other day where I was like being wheeled into surgery when I was finally, when I finally arrived at the hospital and I had to, they, I had to get rushed into surgery mm-hmm. and like my parents were there up until that point, but I had to like say goodbye to them. Like they had to like leave because I had to go into the emergency room or whatever. And I remember like how fucked, how afraid I was, how in pain I was. It was so like traumatic. <clears throat> and, and like there's just like parts of part there's many many experiences just like that a tie to that one event that were so hard for a little kid to go through that like i realized like <clears throat> my adult self brushes over i don't think i i think i don't think much of it like well yeah it's the it just happened it was the past i don't need to think about that anymore mm-hmm. but in and like remembering what it was actually like to go through for little victor it was almost like he's been crying at me in, in pain my whole life, you know, this little inner child, you know, uh, you know, causing my body to feel a fear or anxiety associated with certain situations in life. It's almost like my little inner child was saying, hey, man, this reminds me of this thing that happened that was totally horrible that you don't even seem to be concerned about. But I'm still sort of going through it right now in the present. So anyway, it was almost like just being like aware of like, man, I... Little Victor has, has certainly gone through some shit in his life. Mm-hmm. And if I can be more, way more sympathetic to that, just like you were like sympathetic to like the fact that your little inner child was afraid. You've probably been afraid your whole, a part of you has probably been living in fear your whole life because you never really looked at it that way. So anyway, just this awareness, there, there is in a sense, <laughs> this little Victor that lives inside of me that still has a lot of unresolved issues. But uh, if I can be sort of compassionate to little Victor, and say, listen, I'm not going to neglect you anymore. I'm going to give you the time. When you're feeling anxious, I'm going to say, hey, what's the matter? And tune in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I've been in, in sort of in doing that, I've been able to sort of, in a sense, like you bring little Victor with me now into the present. I was like, all right, man, I got you. I got you, bro. You're, you're with me now. And we're a lot older and we're really tough and we're <laughs> badasses. And there's nothing in life that's really going to floor us when we're together. So I kind of had that sort of, dialogue with myself experience during the breath work and the night four and overall now i feel much more in harmony where where little victor is much more up at the forefront of my mind so when i start looking at my life and thinking what should i do today what do i want to do today what do i want to accomplish five years from now it's almost like i'm gonna run these ideas by little victor and say what do you think about this Mm -hmm. because that's more like who i really am yeah so that's kind of how it was working for me um, you want to talk about this, the Yahe? Well, actually I wanted to share something, um, before we move on from like the breathwork portion. So, um, one of the really powerful things for me when, after I had merged with my soul was, um, my, I spent all my life since I can remember just really, um, like hate, having a hate for myself and just feeling unworthy and feeling um, just really like I'm not worth anything. And I never knew why. I never understood why uh, I felt all those feelings. Um, No matter how much self-care I did, no matter how much self-love I gave myself, there was still the underlying uh, feelings that I'm, you know, 
even unworthy of the things that I'm trying to do to make myself better. And as I'm helping, as I'm going more in my medicine path, it became more aware to me how much love I lacked for myself. And I'm, I started feeling like a fraud. I started feeling very guilty about, I'm trying to help people fall in love with themselves. And yet I still don't love myself fully and I'm doing all the right things, but why, why don't I, I do that? And during ceremony, it became very obvious, but now having merged back with my soul and, um, and really just taking care of my younger self where, when the, um, I guess that when my soul left my body, <laughs> I guess would be the, the best way to describe it. But when the specific situation that was shown to me, um, happened, go back to that moment and, and give myself the love that, um, I've always needed to give myself was so incredibly powerful. And, uh, you don't need to work with plant medicine to be able to do that. You know, um, though I'm obviously an advocate for it, <laughs> yeah, but. but it's really just, um, po- very powerful. In fact, I think, um, I'm going to have I'm thinking out loud here, people just so, but I think I'm going to do some sort of exercise, um, uh, to help people heal the inner child. Just write that down. I don't need to. I just spoke it. Okay. <laughs> See, this speak is, a lot of ideas. This is my, this is my problem, right? But, but no, I like that. And I also wanted to hype up the breath work a little bit because the breath work at, at, at like the kind of stuff we did at Rhythmia, the breath work was sometimes just as powerful, if not more powerful than the ayahuasca mm-hmm. for, for a lot of people. Well, yeah. I mean, um, it was sort of like a nightcap for the experience, you know, yeah. especially when we did the breath work with uh, Giovanni, who's What's his, his Instagram is Elemental Awakening, I think. Let me just look yeah. really quick. But um, his name's Giovanni, and he really um, is just an amazing, amazing man. And, and his breathwork class really changed my life. So, um, Yeah. It's, uh, it's what's nice is the breathwork that they do there. Is, it's transformational breathwork. It's not very chan- – it's, it's very simple, and anyone can do it, but they did it in kind of a guided experience. In fact, that's – I'm going to mention because – and I have a new a new program coming out called the Empowered Empath, and it's for part one of the components is giving some giving people a way to do real deep work without having to spend a lot of money to go to Rhythmia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So in the course, there's a whole like almost a 50 minute guided experience that include it relies heavily on the same breath work we do at Rhythmia because mm-hmm. it's just that powerful yeah and his his instagram is um elemental awakening yeah giovanni was he was cool yeah and his mom is amazing i really connected with his mom anyway (laughs) you're going off into i know i'm going on a tangent sorry and i like his shoes okay okay now you're going on a tangent okay okay do you want to actually get into a fight right now (laughs) on the podcast yes We're, we're known for doing that by the way sometimes well because just and then we'll get back to it the reason why we will fight in front of people is because in the moment we need to get it out and then we move on. Like we don't hold grudges. We just kind of like I go, know. you know, like we'll, 
it, and it's funny for people who don't know us and know how we are. They'll be like, awkward. Oh, is, is, are they okay? Yeah. Is their marriage suffering? Or? Yeah. Like, no, no, we're just bickering. This is, yeah, this is just us. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll reel it back in. So I'm going to talk about night four, the yahe. The yahe mm-hmm. is sort of a different type of ayahuasca. Yes. And the, so I, I can explain what it is. The difference. So the difference between ayahuasca and yahe is uh, the DMT component that's uh, mixed with the ayahuasca vine. So with um, ayahuasca, it's chakruna, and with the yahe, it's uh, I think chalipang, chalipanga is what it's called. I think, but it's it's a different. So it brings in a different energy. It's a more masculine medicine. Yes, very purgative, as yes. they say, where it makes almost everybody want to throw up and or go to the bathroom to the, number two, number two, all night long. Um, <laughs> but it's so cool because at Rhythmia they have this. That, that's when they bring in like the some of the big dog yeah. type shaman. This guy named Mitra, as an example, he's yeah. like someone who's he's more of like our legit old school type of shaman, and mm-hmm. he's awesome he has yeah. such a loving he's like this strong guy but he's so playful and, and loving, loving yeah. and sweet and in tune like he would just say things to me like uh that blew my mind like for example one of the times i went up for my second cup and he asked me what sport do you play mm-hmm. i was like what i didn't understand what he said i didn't think he would ask me that question like, what sport do you play and he asked me for no reason what sport do i play but that comment was so relevant, believe it or not, to like the process I was going through. The fact that he said that out of the blue was mind-blowing. And I know it's because I, I sort of look like I'm kind of in shape and that, that's what it was. But at, at during that ceremony, I was going through like the realization that I, I don't really need to work out as hard as I do. Like I was doing that to kind of impress my father and, and things like that. But anyway, that little weird comment is out of the blue was like such a like epiphany and like opened the floodgates. Mm. And he's done that to me multiple times over the past two times I've sat with him. But anyway, it, it's awesome. It's a, it's a real traditional uh, yacht, uh, Colombian tradition. Yes. And it starts, it started at 730 at night and went all the way until sunrise until like seven eight in the morning yeah and it was it was badass yeah it's really really beautiful i love when they do like really traditional um ceremonies because you get a feel for the culture and <clears throat> before ceremony he went into like the culture of um uh the the colombian traditions and stuff a little bit mm-hmm. um but my honestly, I feel like my favorite part of that whole ceremony was the live music that they played all night. It was just yeah. amazing. It was first, it was in silence for like how long? Like three hours, almost two, three it hours. It felt like a eternity, but it was probably two, three hours. Um, but then when they started playing the music, it was like yeah, and it was like so awesome. It was. I was yeah. dancing, and yeah, and it Patty was, was dancing up a storm. I was dancing up a storm. Not until it was like you know later like late in the night <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was really it was like it's um a celebration you know of uh expanding your consciousness and healing you know that's what and it healing. felt like to me it was like a celebrate your healing and your growth and transformation yeah and yeah yeah so it's interesting you know night four for me was kind of like patty's night two and three where for me i had that big breakthrough on night two which still is like with me this this very moment but I started going back in deeper on night four so for me it was more of just like a growing awareness of issues that I I still harbor 
And so I left night four, even though it was pretty epic in the way, for the reasons we described, I left night four feeling more, um, not feeling good. I like everyone, most like people were com- had a state of completion, like mm-hmm. Patty and Aaron. He was all blissed out. He was all feeling great. Um, Lior wasn't there, but, uh, but, uh, most of the people there were feeling like really good, but I was feeling like that way on night two, but night four was more like, now I'm just feeling more issues up at the surface yet to be resolved. Mm. So I just point that out to people because that's kind of the spiritual journey in a nutshell. Victor had an epic night too, where he felt like he, you know, found God and found himself and, it, and he did in a sense, but there's, it's an ever expanding journey of expanding consciousness. Um, and it's just, it's just up and down nature, but that's not the problem. That's, that's the, just the nature of the journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, so I left night four, even though I felt kind of crummy in a way, I still felt grateful. I still had a full understanding that I'm, that other breakthroughs are on the horizon. And then I got them. I had a lot of epiphanies at, at breath work and a lot of epiphanies just in my, like, like a couple nights later, I woke up in the morning just thinking about little Victor and stuff. And I had a lot of breakthroughs just sitting there in bed. And that's kind of what, what, how, how it works sometimes. So I just wanted to throw that in there for people to really hammer home the fact that spirituality is not about feeling good all the time. And when you, and you feel good, that's great. But if you want to grow more, you're going to have to go back in and go back into those old feelings and, and, and uncover more of your light. But that's, that's fine. If you can sort of have that understanding that that's just the process mm-hmm. even Mitra he says sorry real quick he says like we're, we're here I forgot the way he put it but he basically implied like you're here you drink the medicine and you you expand yourself and, and you 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 align yourself more fully but and you can take these leaps as he said these spiritual leaps with ayahuasca he said but you pay a price you pay a price with the purge the upset stomach the, the puking the the diarrhea the, the uncomfortable feelings, the, the waves of fear mm. that well through your body as they're leaving your system, the anxiety, the uh, uncomfortable visions sometimes, mm. the, the challenge. That's the price you pay. But when you can understand that and come to see it as connected to something positive, like more joy, more light, more bliss, more truth, more compassion, more love, then it's no longer perceived as a problem. Like like a lot of people tend to label this very natural spiritual unfoldment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of times um, when people become aware of the spiritual journey, they feel um, really their intense love and gratitude for the process, but then they start doing the transformational part, and that's the ch- that's challenging. You know, looking at yourself, healing, dealing with the. Uh, the baggage that we carry from many lifetimes and healing that process. And, um, you know, a lot of times people don't realize that that's a huge part of being on the spiritual journey. It's not all love and light. You do have to dive into the darkness so you can fully appreciate the light. Yeah. In fact, it can be very um, confusing to people and myself included Mm -hmm. in the past where, 
it's common to be on the, the quote unquote spiritual journey for a long time, several, multiple years. And there's ups and downs within that. And there's challenges and you tend to shake your life up and move around a lot and like, make a lot of big changes. Mm-hmm. But so it can be kind of perplexing as to like five, six years into it for some people. Like, why am I all of a sudden feeling worse, more scattered, mm-hmm. more ungrounded, more, more, more unpleasant mm-hmm. than ever before? And that's because you finally opened up enough and possessed the readiness and the courage um, and what it really takes to to truly transform yourself. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people will wonder, like, man, I should have gotten some kind of payoff for now, <laughs> by, by now. Yeah. And it's just been kind of progressively getting worse. It's like, yeah, it has in a sense because you've been progressively becoming stronger and, and more more cracked open yeah. to, to really see what's there and really see what uh, you've been carrying around. Right. And the more you yeah. find, the more crazy it becomes the more realize the more you real at least me and more i realize just how much healing healing there is to be done how much pain i carry from my parents from my grandparents from my childhood from my experiences there's so much unconsciousness that that humanity collectively is living with Mm-hmm. And and bold are the ones who go deep into that and do the real deep work. Um, so that's again, I just want to kind of say that for people who who might feel like you should have been further along by now. Right. If you think that you probably are further along than you think because yeah. of that statement. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's helpful to sometimes try and shift your per- your uh, perception from uh, from like. Why do I feel so terrible after all this time to look at all the healing work that I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to feel so great once I heal from whatever it is that's coming up. Yeah. In fact, they kept saying arrhythmia, a miracle is a small shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's true. So anyway, I wrote down a few takeaways I want to kind of just leave with. You can probably spin off them or if there's any takeaways you want beyond just describing the different evenings. So one of them I wanted to share about is just how blown away I am at how special and satisfying and wonderful just the very simplicity of human connection is. Mm. Like I wrote an email today, babe, talking about how like when I came home, even though we were so happy to see the kids and it's awesome. We were talking about last night how our house feels so big and empty, mm-hmm. how we feel so far away from neighbors who we don't even speak to. Right. And, and but you know, prior we were living in this this small, nice, a nice but small room at Rhythmia, um, with just basically you know your bare essentials and everything. But every night before we went to bed, we'd be chilling with everybody. We'd hang out with like 10, 15, 20 people out by the pool, out by ceremony, mm-hmm. and like that was so. Um, it felt so good, yeah. right? And like mm-hmm. just the this the this, the community, the sense of human community, the social dynamic, I'm realizing is really missing in in many lives, which is why I feel so blessed to like run retreats because we get to yeah. kind of we we get to experience that actually quite a bit. But it made me realize just like real happiness, man. It really just it's not about. It's not about this, like the things you have, right? the things you it's have, or these, the like these, Ameri- these, like pursuits that we we are conditioned to strive for, like the American dream, mm-hmm. per, you know, quote unquote. Um, it's really like just sitting back and hanging out with your buddies is like that's where the bliss is. Yeah, yeah, the human connection. Yeah. I also wanted to sort of share about just I'm continually amazed at just how um just how big of a spiritual leap that 
we can take now. Like I've been on this path for so long and I've had so many different breakthroughs and revelations, but like what happened to me this last week, I really feel like I'm a different person. Like I feel mm-hmm. like my values are changed. My priorities have been flipped upside down and I, I can finally see my life in a clear way. And it's uh, so different than the way I was previously living my life. For a while, it's, it's funny because we are talking about like coming home to a big house. We do have a pretty nice-sized house. Mm-hmm. But I've been working so hard to make a certain amount of money so that we can build an even bigger house. We <laughs> called it the dream home. Yeah. We wanted to build this dream home. And who knows? We'll, we'll do something like that maybe down the line. But that no long, I no longer care about that. Yeah. I, I, it's more like I want to just enjoy what's in my life now. And that's something that we all know would benefit us. Yeah, we should be in the present. We should enjoy. We should be grateful. But now it's like I actually am doing that naturally. That's mm-hmm. like how I naturally want to like I feel like I'm wired now. And that's such an amazing thing. This, uh, you know, people talk about the new earth and the spiritual awakening and the ascension, all this, all, all this stuff that has all these fantastical connotations. But really, the more I am on this, the more I realize that the new earth is really just this earth from a different perspective, more, more grounded in our humanness and who we truly are. And it, it's bliss and happiness and spiritual ecstasy. It's all like very, very simple. Mm-hmm. So that's my, one of my takeaways. Do you have any? Um, Real quick, we'll, I'll cap it off with, and that what I want, I'm, I want to make it known that I'm not the only one who had this type of experience this last week. It's like no, most of the people there had the same type of depth of transformation, mm-hmm. and it's it's really hopeful to see that people can come in and, and and shift so profoundly, and then go back into the world and and be different, new, better people. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to share yeah, my takeaways? I'm, I'm okay. done for now. So um, when I found out that I was able to go to Rhythmia, I had no expectations of what I was uh, going to accomplish. I kind of just went in with um, an open heart and just was like, okay, I get to, I get to uh, drink medicine and stay in a beautiful, uh, in beautiful Costa Rica, a beautiful resort. And, um, and um, I really got a life-changing experience and I'm uh I, I I I was very surprised but um the way that they they have the collective intentions I've I was like oh that's really that's really great so I'm gonna honor that and I'll I'll have those be my intentions as well and because um, normally I'll just come up with my own intention when I'm drinking medicine but um but uh I really am filled with so much uh, just gratitude for the way that um, the Rhythmia experience has uh, changed my life. Um, And I feel like uh, if I was to not have ever gone to Rhythmia, I may have eventually gotten to the point where I'm at, but I think it would have taken a whole lot longer, um, because the awareness of, of the intentions, the way that they do the intention setting, um, my awareness wasn't there in that, in that direction until I, uh, had gone there. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. 
And that's a takeaway for anybody here, whether, you know, some of you might want to go to Rhythmia after here and all that. Some yeah. of you say, you know, it's, it's just like, it's, it's like expensive. I don't know if I can do that right now or mm-hmm. I just don't resonate with ayahuasca. What you could, anyone can take away from is uh, asking, I think spiritual growth and all this stuff we dis- are discussing really comes down a lot to like asking the right questions. Yeah. It's yes. like for the longest yes. time, it was like, I want to work on my abundance blocks. I want to heal this little facet of myself but Mm -hmm. when you get when you ask the right question that penetrate through all of that and pierce all of those sort of things connected like show me who i have become that's a very bold intention because you could just do that right now my friends you could write down right now in your notebook god higher self life soul show me who I've become and your and life will start reflecting the same way ayahuasca does life will start reflecting who you become Mm -hmm. and you start to realize many aspects of yourself that many maybe probably many qualities that that are of yourself that are beautiful that you weren't even really quite aware of or, or integrating into your life and also many things that if you were aware of you would probably modify within yourself like mm-hmm. that was a big night one for me as yeah. I, I was shown who i had become and a lot of it i didn't like and it was yeah. very challenging to see but that's like the real work instead of like i want to meet my spirit guide i want to do this it's like see who the who you become mm-hmm. and then you'll you'll go through a massive transformation and secondly it's like merge with your soul at all costs at all costs yeah so it's like basically like saying like life show me the areas of my life that are being lived um, that are not in alignment with, with my myself. true soul, and for me it was a lot. It was like my, my, my the, the over the over focus on on growing my business and manifesting abundance and creating wealth and material accumulation and, and status. Um, a lot of that was be was so pro, pro, um, prominent in my life that. I was shown that, Victor, you don't write thank you cards for people. People send you nice gifts like your family, and you don't even bother to write them a little thank you note. And like little things like that. There's many little things that I haven't made it a point to do because they have not been a priority. And it was it was like, God, dude, I'm a kind of an asshole. <laughs> I'm kind of selfish. I'm kind of self and adult, you know, I have all these like un- negative qualities. And that's that's hard to see. That was hard to see, especially in the fashion that the ayahuasca showed me. It was like oh my bop, 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 bop. You're like this, you're like this, this is you, this is you. And it's like, oh my God, how do I how do I not hold let my head hang down and, and stare at the ground for the rest of my life? But it's like I had to see all that mm-hmm. so that I could be aware of the fact that I don't agree with any of these behaviors. I was sort of doing them unconsciously because I, my ego is in pain. I was separated from my soul. And I, this is like this this alternate character victor that's been formed has been running my life. And without that awareness, I, I would have just continued living unconsciously and creating these sort of cycles of pain in my life. So it's like, but then, you know, merging, wanting to merge your soul, it's like you attract all you need to have the kind of experience that me and Patty talked about today. And then thirdly is heal your heart. That's another one I'm not going to get into. It's a, but it's like those two in particular, I think, are extremely, extremely powerful intentions that every person listening to this, whether you go to Rhythmia or not, can, can put out there into the universe and, and change your life in a very profound, big, just a radical way. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, my teacher always says that the medicine, ayahuasca always tells her that humanity doesn't have an attention deficit disorder. They have an intention deficit disorder. Yeah. And it's like, if you go into meditation with an intention of, of 
healing and not just going into meditation and like relaxing or whatever, you know, getting into that state. Um, if you do anything with intention, with the intent of healing or the intent of merging with your soul, healing your heart, whatever, whatever it is, then, um, it's, it's a much different experience, you know? Yeah. You can be, you become very powerful. That's what I admire about the shamans. They, 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 they live with intention in a way that most people don't. Everything they do has intention. Even like people were asking Mitra, the, the head shaman there, like, why do you wear, what is all that stuff? He has like a necklace full of what looks like teeth. He's got these mm. f- feathers, all this yeah. really interesting attire. He just wears all over himself. These, these like rattles on his ankles. And mm-hmm. he said, all of this means something. All of it's yeah. meant to, it's all with intention. It all has a purpose. Yeah. And he, and he sort of, carries himself in that way and therefore he's able to be a real powerful catalyst for a lot of people having these big breakthroughs because he lives with such intention but we can all do that mm-hmm. yeah we all have that power and, and the ability we just our minds uh kind of get in the way a little bit you know yeah, they tell yeah. us all these things you know like that uh i need this thing or i need that or i should be more like this or whatever but if we live within our heart with intention, if we if we if we listen more to our heart and not our mind, you know, yeah. then that's it's powerful, powerful, yeah. powerful stuff, yeah, powerful stuff, man. <laughs> so we're gonna bounce here. I'm gonna leave you off with a couple of things. Number one, if you are all you are at all intrigued about Rhythmia, then you can just go to Rhythmia.com and let them know Victor sent you. You'll save like I think a hundred bucks if you book. I'll also leave a link to the website below. And again, I want to make it very clear. I'm not doing this because I have to, because I already have a bunch of free trips sort of stocked up. <laughs> and this is literally, I'm, I'm doing this because I want you all to be aware that this place exists and, and what we had happen to us could, could happen to you. If, it, if this all resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I did want to let you guys know we do, me and Patty are doing a retreat in Sedona in March. There is There aren't many spots left because it just sold out so quickly, but I wanted to kind of let you all know who listen to the podcast in case you don't watch my YouTube videos or get my emails or anything like that, that uh, I'll leave a link to that as well if you were waiting to hear about that. Yeah, so. if you're interested in in um, the retreat style setting without the the addition of plant medicine, yes, this is a really beautiful place. Sedona's got this really powerful earth healing medicine in itself. Just being in the presence of the red rocks is very powerful and healing, and and going and being able to connect with other like minded people is really just a beautiful experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 up there as far as being as powerful. It really is. It just yeah. in a slightly different way. When we focus on at, at the ones patty has her own women's retreat which have a different theme what we do is we really try to get people who feel kind of like they're blocked in their life like they they know there's something off there's they're kind of sabotaging we'll say maybe their, their forward pursuits mm-hmm. and also they don't really know they don't know their they don't really know why they're here they have yet they have yet to discover their life purpose we like to bring people in and quickly help them remove those blocks because your life purpose is it's already within you it's underneath mm-hmm. that and Sedona does a great job of clearing that space and then so you can see this is why I'm here and then we we, we send you off like that like mm-hmm. now you know who you are and why you're here and there's nothing standing in your way um, from from taking this living this new life. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our so that's kind of our uh, 
our, our the the way we that's that's our intention and the outcome of our Sedona retreat. So mm-hmm. anyway, to kind of give you a little bit of a more of an understanding, we don't really talk about it in detail on the podcast. But we're gonna bounce, my friend. We're gonna pick up our son Sebastian from school soon, and I hope you enjoyed this. Please let me know. Leave a leave you know send us a message or something. I know you really can't. You can leave a review on iTunes if you're listening. Um, also, real quick, if you're listening to this on my website or something, we're going to also have all of our podcasts going forward also on Spotify, which from my understanding, I live in the uh, cave, a lot of people would like that. A lot of people <laughs> are on Spotify, come to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, peace out, my friends. Again, information to all the things we discussed, Rhythmia, our retreats, etc. you can find it in, in the description box of either my website or also the iTunes. And we will see you all next week. Have an amazing day, a fantastic week. Until next time, namaste. namaste.